Good morning. And peace be with you. We have some announcements. I would like to direct your attention to the insert in the bulletin. And I would like to start with uh, drawing your eyes to the second uh, part there, the midweek Advent service, starting this Wednesday on the 4th. We're going to have uh, dinner at 5 o'clock, followed by a study at 6. And the study is going to be on the practice of the presence of God. And it was written a long, long time ago in regards to a Carmelite monk. His name was uh, Brother Lawrence. And you've heard me talk about it. I have books in my office. Got uh, several of them distributed to our men's group. We're going to be doing that also in our men's group on Saturday mornings. So I just wanted to uh, let you guys know, and if you wouldn't mind, it's uh, non-binding, but would you raise your hand if you think you can make it on a Wednesday night? We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Okay, so I'll make sure we have the books. They're uh, five bucks, and um, come. It'll be a, a nice time. We're going to have uh, sandwiches and soup and salad this week. There'll be those nice little croissant sandwiches. Some of them are uh, roast beef, some are ham, and some are turkey. So just so you know. And uh, I'm going to put them on the table with my own little hands after I get them at Costco. <laughs> so slaving away, slaving away. Okay, and then um, the ladies' Advent party is listed right below that, and that is December the 12th at 1.30 to 4 p.m., and um, it's at Levon's. And so uh, mention... You know, I, Carol, you're all on that. You guys all, I know, have that covered. What? Anything else I need to say? Drop in anytime. Okay. Yep, your presence is a gift no matter what time it comes. And there's a sign-up sheet in the Narthex. Anything else there, LaVon? Okay. Okay, so parking is limited um, near your house, and you're welcome to park in the driveway, especially if your oil pan leaks. Uh-oh, I'm in big trouble. <laughs> I haven't seen that look in a long time. Sorry. <laughs> um, and, and also, you know, it's always good to carpool. And so you could meet here at the church uh, and carpool over there. So those are, yeah. Okay, very good. Tamales, the sign-up sheet is over, is in the narthex there. They're delightful. We have um, a box out there, and it's from the Second Harvest uh, Food Bank. And Iris Jean uh, brought my attention to that, and so we ordered it. And what goes in that box are canned goods and uh, non-perishables. And Second Harvest is a ministry that Iris and Many others that came to us from Hope um, used to participate with in the, um, the, the preschool and all that. And so she came into the office and said, I think we ought to do it. And I said, I think you're right. And here it is. So 
If you have uh, canned goods, uh, we'd love for you to put them in the box there. They'll pick them up once a month once we get at a certain level, and it really does benefit those that are less fortunate than we are. Okay? And uh, I think you can read the the rest of these uh, on your own. Why don't we stand? Oh, well, we have a guest today, Glenn Wollison. Hello, Gwen. And boy, does she make that sing. So enjoy. Let us stand and sing as unto the Lord. Our opening hymn is on page 557, Let All Things Now Living. come together this morning in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ, our Lord. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God
let us confess our sins to God our Father. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his son to die for you, and for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. And as your called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority alone, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord for the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord for this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia.
The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Stir up your power, O Lord, and come that by your protection we may be rescued from the threatening perils of our sins and saved by your mighty deliverance. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning and Happy New Year. Well, think about it. This is Advent, the first Sunday of the new church year. I don't have dementia yet. Let's begin. Our first reading is in the book of Isaiah, will be found uh, it's chapter 2, verse 1, and I only get to read five verses. But it can be found on your pew Bible on page 1062 if you'd like to follow me. Let's begin. This is what Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as the highest of the mountains. It will be exalted above the hills and all nations will stream to it. Many peoples will come and say, come, let us go to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways so that we may walk in his paths. The law will go out from Zion, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will judge between the nations and will settle disputes for many peoples. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. Come, descendants of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Next, we will be looking at Psalms 122, which is printed in your bulletin. Psalms 122. Verse 1, I rejoiced with those who said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Our Jerusalem is built like a city that is closely compacted together. Lord. 
according to There stand the thrones for judgment, the thrones of the house of David. Pray. Pray. May there be peace within your walls and security within your citadels. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your prosperity. The epistle from the book of Romans. We're going to be looking at chapter 13. It's on page 1754. And I only get to read verses 8 through 14. This can be found in your pew Bible, 1764, starting Romans 13, 8 through 14. We're getting warnings here, folks. Pay attention. Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to, most importantly, love, love one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law, the commandments. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not covet. And what Ever other commandments there may, be, there may be are summed up in this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does, not, does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. And do this at this, and do this understanding the present time. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber, because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave decently as in the daytime not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Shall we do a little a cappella here with uh the hallelujah, Lord, whom shall we go? Are you ready? On a one and a two and a three. Hallelujah. 
The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew from the 21st chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Our Gospel this morning is indeed from St. Matthew verse, excuse me, chapter 21, verses 1 through 11, and can be found in your pew Bible on page 1531. Matthew 21, 1 through 11. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage, on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to daughter Zion, See, your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had instructed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and placed their cloaks on them for Jesus to sit on. And a very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, while others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went ahead of him and those that followed shouted, Hosanna to the Son of David! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. And when Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? And the crowds answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise Amen. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Behold, the Messiah comes to fulfill the law and the prophets, and it shall be proclaimed in all of Jerusalem, the, he is the prophet. This is the prophet that you have been told about. We know that Christ alone is faithful in the midst of faithlessness. We know that Christ alone is humble in the midst of arrogance. We know that Christ alone is the rightful prophet 
priest and king. Hosanna. Hosanna in the highest. As Ed said, are you ready? Are we ready for Christmas? Has anyone ever asked that or been, have you been asked that? Are you ready for Christmas? And we do. Some of us go, mm, that was kind of a yes and a no, wasn't it, Lou? You know, mm, yeah. And what goes through your mind? Are you ready for Christmas? Some people might say, oh, please, I have so much to do. The lights aren't up. The tree's not up. I got to get presents. And then I got to wrap them. I, I got to clean the house. I got food to purchase. Don't forget the fruitcake. I got to write a Christmas tome and send it out to 500 of my closest friends to tell everyone life is great. And here's the best picture of the family. Oh, and, uh, you know, there is that Jesus story. That Jesus story we really like, the little baby Jesus. We like the story we just heard, Jesus riding into the uh, city on a donkey, and we love to hear Hosanna in the highest, and can you see the palms, you know, going? Isn't that a nice story? Cheers are going up for our Lord, our Savior, the one who was foretold of. And those cheers become jeers in a week where we are hearing, rather than Hosanna, we're hearing, crucify him. We like the little baby Jesus. We like this story. We like that we can get an eBay baby and put him up. We like that he is going to be born in a major manger. We like that uh, there's three wise men that come, and, and we like that they're bringing gold and incense and myrrh. We've all seen the picture of a halo-wearing Jesus standing at the door and knocking. Let me in. This is about waking up. Have you ever been driving and you're just going through the motions and you see a green light in front of you, but the one that's really in front of you is red? Whoa. That's the kind of wake up I want you to, to experience today. And I apologize in advance because this is kind of grumpy, what I'm about to put down here. But it's true. It's true for you and it's true for me. Wake up. Not as familiar as the Jesus with the little crown and the little baby in the manger is a picture of Jesus wearing a ski mask, carrying a crowbar, and busting up in the door to steal our stuff. Never seen him like that, have you? I can see on your faces, holy cow, pastor, you better do something pretty good pretty fast. I don't think I like this visual. Well, hang on. 
this December, as we step into Advent, which is the expectancy of Jesus coming, this God saving the world with a little baby. Oh, yeah, it was trials, you know. He wasn't in a nice uh, hospital bed. He was in a food trough, in a barn. But we get in there, and, and, and we need to think of Jesus Christ. We need, we need to see him as the thief, who he says that he is. Oh, boy, you're digging deep, Pastor. Well, listen to me. Behold, I am coming like a thief, Jesus tells us in Revelation 16, 15. I'm coming like a thief. The day of the Lord will come like a thief, Paul tells the church in 1 Thessalonians 5, 2. And Jesus says his advent will be like a home invasion. Matthew 24, 43. Now I know that uh, this is not exactly how I envisioned the Son of God back when I was in Sunday school either. But we need this other picture of Jesus too especially in this pre-Christmas season where we prize and deify all the wrong things. We need God's Son to show up, and we need Him to show up on our doorstep, not with a knock, but with a crowbar. We need to be about saying, come Lord Jesus and steal our navel-gazing worship and replace it with love for our adversaries. Give us ears to listen and mouths to shut up and hearts brimming with compassion for all. Come, Lord Jesus, and steal our control. We are control hoarders, aren't we? Every room in the house of our life is stacked with plans and schedules that we manipulate to deceive ourselves. Did you hear that? That we manipulate to deceive ourselves into assuming we have a firm grip on the chaos of our lives, and we don't. One short in our home's electrical wiring. I know that happened to somebody this last week. One short in our, in our home's electrical wiring can send it all up in smoke. Gracefully, thankfully, it didn't end up in smoke. It just meant the lights were out. One quick glance at the phone in our laps can send us into the back of a semi and maybe even into the ICU. We're not in control. We are in Christ. Come, Lord Jesus, steal our self-confident plans and replace them with God-given trust that no matter what happens, we are safe in the home of your grace. Come, Lord Jesus, and steal our independence. We pride ourselves in needing no one, standing on our own two feet, 
but it's all a lie and a rather funny one at that. You can picture the man standing in a grocery store line that thinks to himself, as an independent man, but without farmers, he'd have no groceries to buy. Without construction workers, there'd be no store. Without an employer, he'd have no money. Without assembly line laborers, he'd have no car to drive home in. And without a seamstress, he'd be standing there buck naked. Is he independent? Are you? Am I? Hardly. Our lives are thoroughly enmeshed in a web of dependence. Come, Lord Jesus, steal our self-important arrogance and replace it with God-given gratitude for all that you do for us through the hands of others. Come, Lord Jesus, and steal our sacred sins, the idols of our righteous causes. They hang in every room of our house, our political and religious crusades that make us feel important in the eyes of God and others. They give us a sense of identity. They give us a sense of purpose and meaning in life. These causes, these causes may or may not be good, but we we turn them into little mini-gods. We fight for them. And we castigate those who disagree with us. We even belittle those who disagree with us. And we say with our actions, if not our words, that they will never be special to God as we are. That's not very attractive. Come, Lord Jesus, and steal our navel-gazing worship and replace it with love for our adversaries. Replace it with ears to listen and yes, mouths to shut up. And hearts that are brimming, pouring out with compassion for all. Advent season is a season of preparation. It is a season of readiness. And it is a season of awareness. Prepare us, O Lord, to be prepared by you for your advent among us. That's a good prayer. Ready us, O Lord, to suffer the destruction of all our precious faux little g gods that we might have true riches in you. Make us aware, O Lord, that you give and you take away. You kill and you make alive. You ransack our homes to steal all the stupid stuff 
that keeps us from you. And replace it, Lord, with simple, humble gifts that are wrapped in crucified love. Visit our homes, O Christ, the thief, during this Advent season, wielding your sacred crowbar. He's calling us in this season to wake up. He's saying, Pastor Ken, wake up. He's saying to each one of you, wake up and remember who you are and who you are to me. You are my child whom I love. In your baptism, I said, this is my son or this is my daughter who I love. With him, I am well pleased. And he gave you that spirit, that Holy Spirit. He marked you with a cross, sealed you by the Holy Spirit. You are his and you are his child. We are the king's kids. That's a gift. He's calling us to remember that. And everything that is in the periphery is just things in the periphery. The main thing is what his son did for you and for me on that cross and all who should believe. And that's a gift and a treasure that he invites us to share, to tell others about. Are all those things I mentioned, the the food and the preparations, are they bad things? No. But only you can decide truthfully how much of a part they play in your life. And it's not said to you to be guilty or to feel bad about. It's just to wake up and see it for what it is. It's things. And to see who he is for who he is. And he's the king. He's the prophet. He's the savior that was promised. He's here now. And he's coming again. In the name of Jesus. Amen.
please stand. Let us together confess our faith to the words of the Nicene Creed found on page 3 of your bulletin. We believe in one God, the Father, the Knowing that we are nearer to the day of salvation than ever before, let us come with even greater urgency and plead on behalf of all of God's people and everyone according to their needs. Oh Lord, you have made us glad to enter into your presence to hear the good news of our Savior and to receive your gifts. Preserve your church against all her enemies and lead us to walk in your ways and to follow your paths, that when Jesus returns in his glory, we may welcome him with glad hosannas. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Eternal Lord, you have raised up the prophets to prepare the way of the Lord and given pastors to your church who preach your gospel faithfully. Continue to bless us with those who bring uh, to us your word and your sacraments and give us ears to hear and hearts to believe the good news of our Savior and to give bold witness throughout the world. Lord, in your mercy. Merciful God, you have appointed times and seasons and marked the rhythm of our lives through our worship on the Lord's day and the church year. 
guide us through this calendar to know you, to know you with joy, and to mark the days as they move toward your appointed consummation, when our Lord will return in all his glory as Lord and judge of all. Lord, in your mercy. Mighty Lord, you hold in your hand all the might of man. Bless those who have the responsibility of leadership within our government, that they may be guided by your law and work in accordance with your will and purpose. Grant to us the gift of peace and end to violence and deliverance from terror and threat. Lord, in your mercy. Holy Lord, you have clothed us with Christ's righteousness in our baptism. Grant to us your spirit that we may have both the will and the desire to seek that which is good, right, holy, and good, and to resist temptation to evil. Help us to bear in our daily lives the good fruit of your Spirit, and so glorify you in all that we do and say. Lord, in your mercy. And loving Lord, you have given to us your Son to bear the burdens of our sin and to grant us healing and hope. Hear us on behalf of those in great need, those afflicted with physical and mental ills, those who hearts, whose hearts are touched by grief, and those in their last days on earth, especially we pray for those that are on our hearts and out loud. Nicole and Jay, London, and Logan. Lord, in your mercy, gracious God, you give to us all good gifts and all things needful for this body and life. Give to us grateful hearts that we may receive your gifts with thanksgiving and wisdom and use all things wisely and well. Accept now the tithes and offerings we bring as part of our song of praise and the worship of our lives. Lord, in your mercy. Everlasting God, your Son has given us a place at his table and the food of his own flesh and blood given for the life of the world. Grant us faith to recognize his body in this bread and his blood in this cup and to receive this blessed communion with joy and thanksgiving. Unite your people that we may confess with one voice the truth of your word and live together in love and anticipation for that day when Christ shall return in triumph. Bring, a, bring us with all the saints into your eternal presence and to the marriage feast of the Lamb without end. Lord, in your mercy, holy and mighty God, you have shown to us 
more mercy than we deserve. And in your great love, you have redeemed us from all of our sins. Make glad the hearts of your people that we who know your salvation may live in peace and quietness all of our lives and all of our days. And all these things and all other things which we need, we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. May the peace of the Lord be with you all. Let us share the peace. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection, he opened to us a way of everlasting life. And so, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy. night in which our Lord Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he gave thanks, and then he broke it, giving it to his disciples, saying, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks, and then he gave it to his disciples, saying, take and drink, all of you. This is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and we drink of this cup, that we proclaim Christ crucified, his death, and his glorious, glorious resurrection. And his glorious, even more glorious upon glory, coming again. Let us now pray together the prayer that Jesus gave to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name.
What a beautiful way to celebrate his coming. And no better way than to come to the table that he has made a place for you and for me. I heard you confess him as your Lord and Savior with your lips. You are a baptized, believing child of the living God. Come, and the table is prepared. You may be seated. Will you please stand? And now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our sending hymn this morning is, I love to tell the story, and boy do we, on page 390. Thank you.